Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Unexplained with You World. I'm your host, Yuman, and along with me, of course, are my podcast pals. Right in front of me is the Waltman. Hello, guys. I'm always impressed with your intro. It's like Lionel Richie. I, I totally got a Lionel Absolutely. Richie vibe, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. All night long. Doing all night long for us? All night long. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's just like a karaoke thing. Night. You love karaoke. Oh, so. I do. Lionel Richie, believe it or not, is one of my favorite artists. Him and Bon Jovi. So when you said that, it's right to my heart. Ah. Lionel, baby, Lionel. Thank you. And also joining us, who is also conversing, is Legit, a.k.a. L. Hello, beautiful people in podcast land. She sounds good. Yeah. You sound so tranquil and bring the good energy. Yeah, meditation. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. That's the vibe I go for. So, guys, we are reviewing The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. We're in that midway point. We're in episode four. So far... It's been interesting. This episode is called High Strangeness. By the name of the title, there definitely was some strangeness, which we will get into. Before we get into the recap of the previous ending of episode three, let's talk about who is in this episode of the team. We got Tom Lewis and Candace Lindy. They're back for this episode. We got Eric Bard. We got Dr. Jim Sagala. Thomas Winterton. We got Jim Morris. I like good old Jim. Bryant Dragon, Arnold. We got Brandon Fugel. And then last but not least, we got Dr. Travis Taylor. So let's get into the gist of this episode. So episode three ends with Tom Winterton and Dr. Travis Taylor in the basement of Tom Lewis and Lindy's residence on the ranch in Homestead One. And they're trying to break down that cement barrier and they kind of get a camera in there and they see something on the ground. And then they're like, what is that? Is that, what, what's going on? Is that bones? And, and then that's how they leave us on a cliffhanger. All right. So they do finally break down a decent part of the wall. It was difficult to break because if memory serves me right, it was a good foot thick, maybe. Yeah. And to break through that, I like how Thomas was just like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to go in first. He was like the trooper on everything. So he breaks it down. And then Travis Taylor says that it's perfectly clean in the chamber once they look in there. So I guess I want to know both of your opinions on this. How can anything living get in or get out of that room? Because Dr. Travis Taylor said other than that center of the room where they found like debris, looked like hair and, and bone. Other than that, there was nothing in there. There was no droppings of any kind of animal. It was nothing else. So that's what brings this mystery of what exactly was going on in that room. But I guess I'm asking both of you, what are your thoughts on there? Is there is there something to it where they're trying to keep something in, something out? I, I don't know what to make of that. I think they're trying to keep something in. Like, I felt like it was done deliberately, like, and in, closed it or sealed it. But the thing is, like, what exactly is that thing, though? I don't get it. I agree. Elle, do you have anything on this one? I don't know. It's very bizarre. It's kind of like a, like a dungeon, maybe? Yeah. When I rewatched the episode... I was like, okay, maybe they built the room around whatever died in there. Is that what you were trying to say? Yeah, I was. Okay. Yeah, could it be like an alien that they try to like, just okay, you're there. You're you're not gonna go anywhere. We're just gonna trap you. Yeah. Okay, that's 
similar to what I was thinking happened. It's so strange that it's just this clean concrete room in their basement. And then the only thing there is this pile of weirdness, I guess. <laughs> so then they gather that debris and material they find in the basement. And they go back to command center. And Eric and Dr. Jim Sagawa, they're showing on the microscope and what it is. They really magnify it. And what it comes to be is that these samples show there might be tooth or rib or even hair and possibly even flesh mixed into all this debris. The thing is, is that it's interesting that Walter and then L, you brought it up again. Was it purposely, whatever this thing was, purposely locked in there so it would die in there? Because going back to what they said, there were no water lines in there, right? They mentioned that. Also, it, it looked more like, like a chamber. I think you mentioned L just a minute ago. It looked more like a like a dungeon. Yeah, it's very weird. It's just randomly there in that old homestead. Yeah, there's no purpose for it. Yeah, there, there really isn't. There's nothing being stored in there. It, there's no entrance in or out. Like, it's just a, a room that's sealed, closed. Yeah. You know what's interesting? As we're talking off mic, I didn't bring this up, and it just came to me as we're talking. What if they caught a skinwalker and they trapped it in there? I don't know why they never came to me oh, until yeah. right now. Wow. Oh, my gosh. All along, I was thinking about, like, UFOs, but that's also yeah. a good one. Well, and I know we, you know how we talk about it off mic just to make sure we're all on the same page. It just never came to me until right now. Oh. That yeah, I me either. So maybe we'll find out later on if that is it because, I mean, apparently it's, it was something with life at one point from what they talk about. So And skinwalkers are magic, so maybe it yeah. just was able to... Get out of the room? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, so as we move on with the segment, again, they they think there might be animal fragments, but again, it's not an entire skeleton. There's just remnants of bones. But as they move along, they go back and they talk about Robert Bigelow, who owned that ranch for 20 years prior to Brandon Fugel, and everything that he has is either classified or locked away. Now, El, you are not a fan of, Robert Bigelow because you feel why is he hiding all of this information or data that he collected during the time he was there he was there two decades I think it's super suspicious I don't understand why you would do all that research and then not share your research unless the government has to do has something to do with it too right like maybe well there's another Skinwalker episodes that maybe in the future we can recap it's on Showtime and it introduces the government going to Skinwalker Ranch a lot. And maybe we can do a follow-up in the future about it. But it's kind of what Walter said. I don't know. There must be, I mean, unless there's money behind this. And, like, I'm not talking about a few million. I'm talking, we're talking about billions maybe behind all this. So, And I know it's like the Pentagon, too. That's true. Because remember I said on the previous episode that everyone, they made everyone sign non-disclosure agreements. So I just think it's, I think it's suspicious. I don't know. It's something that may, who knows, maybe we'll never find out the true answer to That's it. That's true. Mm -hmm. So, this is an interesting story. I like when this particular, all the episodes do that in Skinwalker Ranch, when they do like a, a flashback, should I say, of a story that happened, and they kind of like re-dramatize it. So, this particular flashback was Eric mentioning about when the Shermans lived there, and they had corralled the cattle, because, you know, it was a ranch, and they walked away, and then minutes later, they could not find the cattle, and what ended up happening, they found, but they found them penned up in a trailer, non-responsive, catatonic. How do you, how does that happen though? It's weird. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's it is. Yeah. I, I mean, just hearing catatonic, it almost, I mean, again, maybe you guys 
have a different point of view on this, but I'm thinking they were more like in zombie state, right? They were literally just in without any kind of em- emotion. Yeah, or any physical. They apparently they weren't even trying to graze, obviously, because they were in the trailer. They were just standing there and not doing anything. That's really strange. That's weird. Like if they were statues. Because cows are well, the cows that I've seen, they're always mooing. <laughs> Yeah. Now, so these cows were not mooing. That's sad. Can you imagine a cow not mooing? Something's wrong. I know. I know my farm. You know how I'm a country guy. So on my farm, I have all kinds of cattle. And oh, they, really? Yeah. Wow. Dude, I, dude, I'm I'm like the example of what a country person is, man. I had no country, idea you were a cowboy. I, I, even, <laughs> I even chew straw, you know, just like, and I put it in my hat and everything. Oh, wow. Oh, nothing to say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... But anyways, yeah, I agree. I mean, they're usually mooing, and I mean, it's even in shows, cartoons. Got milk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's very, very true. All right. They also talked about in the episode, they brought in cattle because they're not like the former owners of the ranch. They're not like the Myers and the Shermans. They were farmers, so that made sense that they had cattle. Well, they brought in about 40 cattle to the ranch now because they want to use them as biosensors. So that's actually a very important part of it. They use these cattle to detect, like, warning. Animals have a sixth sense type of deal going on. They can sense and they can hear way more than humans can. So what they do is they use the cattle to monitor their behavior if they start acting weird then they know like hey like something might be going on so the cattle are actually a very important part of the ranch now well not now but because they always were but the cattle are very important to their research so they move on from that segment the flashback and then they go into instead of weather balloons at this point not air balloons l which you mentioned last episode (laughs) where it's like Weather, see, I almost got myself confused. They used <laughs> weather balloons the last episode, but this time, Dr. Travis Taylor wants to be a little bit more efficient with what he's doing, so he wants to send some rockets up into the atmosphere. So they decide to build the rockets, and Dr. Travis Taylor has an intern who apparently she's amazing at building rockets. So, you know, he has her come to the ranch. Her name is Caitlin Russell. She's at an intern at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. At this point, they start talking about the gadgets again. But once we get past that, their main goal, they were trying to send these rockets up to see RF readings and see how far they go into the atmosphere. Right, because they lost their weather balloon. See, weather balloon. Weather balloon. So the weather balloon only could collect so much data, but the rockets can go way higher. Higher, yeah. Absolutely. So then they decided to do a spectrum analyzer. Sounds very fancy, huh? Spectrum Analyzer, which all it's doing is recording on a cell phone, Samsung, by the way, FYI. The purpose is to show the higher the rocket goes, the more intense the RF radiation levels become. That's the purpose of this. Mm -hmm. So in the rockets, they have the phone, the SDR. The Samsung phone. Sorry, the Samsung. Samsung. (laughs) Sorry, the the (laughs) Samsung phone, the SDR, the Spectrum Analyzer, and a gamma ray detector. Yeah, because they want to get this data, right? So what happens, the first test goes all bad. You remember the first test? The rocket did not get very good elevation, and it ended up in the middle of, you know, like a pond or something out there. I mean, they're lucky it didn't fall in the water. It was on the the border of the water, or else the phone was going to probably get damaged and all that. They said that it didn't fly high enough to even 
initiate the parachute to yeah, go yeah. off. So the rocket got so com- really bad. <laughs> the rocket got completely just damaged from the fall. Yeah, and then when it fell back down to earth, they were like, "Oh, that's it's a missile at that point. So really, be careful when it comes back down." Yeah, <laughs> but luckily the the phone and the other equipment did not get damaged, which was a good thing. So the second test, Eric wants to test for gamma rays. But gamma rays are dangerous to humans. I know we've talked about this in past episodes and we've already talked about that. But just before the second rocket was launched, this is going back to what Elle just said a minute ago, how animals respond to their environment better than humans do and they can sense and see things that we cannot. Right. Well, in the beginning, when they first started to do the rocket testing, the cattle all came towards them. One of them noticed like, hey, the cattle are watching us launch the rockets. And they thought that was kind of amusing but as this kept going on then all of a sudden the cattle like moved away from them see again they're they're biosensors you have to pay attention to their behaviors because they can pick up way more than Mm -hmm. than us makes sense and if any of us have ever seen cattle they normally do not like being all up against each other in this case they were all literally crammed but then after that that's when they saw an aerial phenomena after that second rocket launch but then it it hovered there for a little while, and then it disappeared. Was that a UFO? They all said it was. I think it was. Yeah, I believe it's a UFO. Dr. Travis Taylor was in awe. He was really shocked. Yeah, and Bryant uh, Arnold, <laughs> Bryant Arnold was like dumbfounded. You mean dragon? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> was that the first time he'd seen like a UFO, right? That's right. That's what he said. That he's, is. He's been on that ranch for a while. Yeah. Years, I'm assuming. And that was, he said that was the first time he's ever seen a UFO. Yeah, he didn't take it very well, though. He didn't. <laughs> I, I felt concerned for him as a viewer because he looked more as, not necessarily scared, I think he just looked more like, what's happening with my life kind of scenario. <laughs> what's so, going on, huh? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's funny because that happens, and then they see the UFO again. See, this UFO or aerial phenomena is coming in and out somehow. It's like turning itself off and turning itself off or... It's really interesting. Now, in this one, though, there's a jet in the area as well. Do you guys remember that? It looked like a a military jet, and it was really close to it. But, again, it kind of hovers, it sits there, and then it's gone again. So the UFO, or what they are claiming is a UFO, they know it's not a plane because they were all saying, like, oh, it doesn't have a contrail. But then they knew that it was a jet that was kind of coming towards the UFO, because it had a contrail. It had the trail coming down. Eric has has the... Like the information uh, or something? He has all the yeah, air he, traffic. Yeah, uh-huh. where every plane has that identification yeah. number that mm-hmm. they have on their on their back of the plane. Well, and it's interesting with that air traffic, going back to what Elle said, these planes or, or helicopters, everything has an identification number. Kind of mm-hmm. like our vehicles, right? It has a license yeah. plate. So they know what is up there and what area. But this one... They just couldn't. It was off the grid, but yet it was clearly on the grid, which was really bizarre. Okay, Now, instead of them going inside because they're freaked out, they said, let's launch a third rocket. And they launch it. They want to see if they can record anything. So they take that footage and they go back to their command center. Mm. And that's where they review it. And the UFO was recorded. And it was caught on the, the cell phone camera. Yeah. So they really did see whatever it is that was <laughs> the UFO, they claim. But yeah. Question for you. Dragon again says he's just shaken by the experience. I'm wondering, is it is he going to need therapy? Honestly, because he did not handle it well. Again, this is in the command center, and he brings it up, and he's just sitting there. just I don't, He doesn't know what to make of everything. He's, like, traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm wondering, some people do not handle that kind of stuff very well. And I'm wondering if, if Dragon, I know you don't like to call him that, Brian Arnold, 
is one of those people. Well, he did have a like physiological response, right? Mm-hmm. They all wear some kind of watch that keeps track of their vital signs. And his watch was saying that his blood pressure yeah. was elevated. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. So this particular segment ends with Dr. Travis Taylor states that when Robert Bigelow owned the property, a theory was that there is an interdimensional or transdimensional portal that exists somewhere on the property. Now, if that's true, they keep mentioning Homestead 2, if memory serves me right, is the one where all that strange activity happens. But I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe we're going to find out more evidence as we go along if there is something more. What are your thoughts on that for both of you? Do you believe there is some kind of interdimensional or transdimensional portal where other things or beings from other universes can come and go as they please? I do believe that Skinwalker Ranch is like some sort of a portal for some sort of alien or UFOs. Yeah. I think that it's either like the radiation or some kind of like magnetic force or I think it's something scientific. And I also wanted to go back to like the rockets because they said that when they were launching the rockets, they found in their data that there was a concentration of gamma rays when the rocket was up in the air. And gamma rays made me think of the Hulk because that's how Bruce Banner became the Hulk. I just wanted to throw that in there. (laughs) Good job. Thanks, friend. (laughs) Yumon, what's going on? Well, she went back just to mention that. Yes, it's very important. (laughs) Yeah, reference. (laughs) I honestly thought you were going to bring something. And I'm like, look at you. Oh, where's she going with this? I was like, oh, Marvel again. Here we go. Also, okay, so let's bring it back, though, to the science. There's levels of radiation. So there's radio frequency, there's infrared, there's visible, there's ultraviolet, and then gamma rays. And gamma rays is very dangerous to humans. So that rocket detected gamma rays when it they launched it up into the sky above Skywalker Ranch. So they all could potentially have been the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Thank you. L's going the scientific route. You definitely feel it's more extraterrestrial, and I feel it might be a blend at this point because all the strange things. So remember from like first episode, we kind of talk about like the history of Skinwalker Ranch during World War II, right? Weren't they like the nuclear radiation? That's right. That made this place very like high in radioactive levels and. I think it's just a shitstorm. There's just so much happening. I think that that definitely played a a role. Mm -hmm. So the nuclear testing from the Nevada test site. Yes, good job. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they launch the rockets above the ranch, there's some, there's high levels there. When they're surveying the the land, remember when they were in the cave and they put the tri-field meter by the opening, there was a spike in radiation Mm -hmm. there. I mean, there's magnetic forces around. We know that. And then also, on top of that, there's this curse from the indigenous people. I mean, this is all bad. Yeah. This it's place just all is, bad. It's, 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 it's cursed as fuck. <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that's perfectly... What Walter said, yeah. I, I have to say, this reminds me of the Bermuda Triangle. I, I'm going to go back yeah. to that. But, but just on land. There's no form of radiation from what I understand in the Bermuda Triangle. So I'm still thinking this could be that kind of environment where it's a land version of the Bermuda Triangle. It's the Skinwalker Triangle. <laughs> oh, <I like laughs> That's that. just what I like to say. So there's no radiation in the Bermuda Triangle, you're saying? So from what I understand, no, because it's over the ocean. But so how do you think that it's similar? Because of all the 
strange things. Planes don't like to fly over the Bermuda Triangle because they have malfunctions. Like Brandon's brother in the first episode, what he's doing the helicopter, where it malfunctions, he doesn't want to fly close to the Mesa. Oh yeah, because of the malfunctions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're saying like because the electronics always seem to yeah. go haywire and strange activity happens it's very similar to what i've read of the bermuda triangle it just reminds me of that so, just minus the radiation yeah okay i got you now yeah so but i see your side i see i, I don't know it's it's really interesting maybe we'll find out more and maybe we could do some more research on it all right let's get into our whoa and no moments let me go with the first whoa moment the cattle acting strange that, to me, was an indicator that all bad was going to happen. Now, it wasn't like death to everyone, but that's when the clearly the cattle knew something was going to happen, and they, that's when they saw the air phenomena. Sighting of the UFO. That's the second one connected to that. It's another whoa moment that I have. Because that's shocking. I mean, how many people would not want to see that and experience that? And you have these scientists that cannot, you know, actually describe what they saw. <laughs> so those are my whoa moments. L, what's your whoa moments? I agree with you with those woe moments, but I wanted to add on to that. My woe moment was when the cattle were found in that trailer and they were all quiet and catatonic. When I heard that, I was just, I was in shock. I was super surprised with that. So that's a woe moment that I would like to add on to that. And my woe moment is also the UFO sightings. It's just like amazing to see that luminescent light up there. And then also, I also like the history that they kind of brought up that um, Brandon Fugel saw like a UFO above the Mesa, 40, 50 feet long. And then they also kind of mentioned about like the UFO sightings in like on December 23rd, 2018. So El, how do you explain that UFO? I get the science, what you're saying, but the whole UFO thing is just out there. I, I mean, even the scientists were baffled by what they saw. That's true. No argument there. It surprised me how shocked everyone was when they saw whatever was in the sky. And if these scientists have no logical explanation for it, I I believe them. All right, let's get into some no moments, whether it's no, I wouldn't do that or no, what the hell's happening? For me, it's the, the gadgets again. I think this one they talked a lot. I know, Waltman, you've mentioned that before in yeah. a couple episodes before. The gadget talk really, I kind of yawned a little bit a few times because, you know, hearing these rays this and gadget that, I'm like, ay, ay, ay. It's like being back in school. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you have to remember this. You have to remember that. My I'm like, goodness. So that's my no moment for me. What man? what's your no moment? My no moment is actually the basement room. So basically they found this like ashes or bones. But my question is that what is that room for? They didn't really like conclude that. They Took samples from the pile, but did they mention something about the DNA of that bones or ashes? And what is this room? Could it be like a holy site, a tomb, or something ancient or whatever? So I just want to know what happened. And they didn't really like talk about that. So that's my no moment. I agree. That was my no moment too. The fact that they made a big deal of it in the beginning, but then there was no follow up. I was just like, well, what happened to the pile in the yeah. <laughs> in the room? So, yeah, I wish they would have talked about that a little bit more because I still don't know. Yeah, I'm is just... it like an animal or? Right. And same thing that you were saying. I thought, are they going to bring that in for analysis? Like, what exactly. are they doing with it? Are they just going to look at it in a microscope and then that's it? You would think that they would go bring that in for testing. Or are they trying to keep us in that moment of keep? digging to watch more and more no pun intended digging part but for us to keep watching them what if they're going to bring that up later on in episodes who knows they want to keep us intrigued that's true yeah 
I hope they do. Honestly, I hope they do bring it up again. Let's get into a rating. One being completely boring, dull, change the channel kind of thing or turn off the app. Five being fuck my life. This is crazy shit. I can't believe I just saw that. What man, I'll start with you, buddy. My ratings would be four. Wow. I love this episode. This is when all the action happened. The basement room, the cattle mutilations, and the UFO sightings. So all these phenomena remain inconclusive. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And so I can't wait for episode five. You know what's interesting? This is the first time you've given something a four. I know, right? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm even looking at Because I love this episode. This episode's really good. Okay. L. So I gave it a 4.5. I gave it a high rating also. This was the first episode that I actually enjoyed watching. I liked the rockets. I liked how the guys got super pumped when the rockets were launching. Because I was like, that's cool. That they're like, yeah, they're cheering. They were super happy about that. I liked the results that they found in their instruments. See, I don't mind the instruments. I think that backs up a lot of the mystery or it backs up a lot of what they're trying to figure out. I actually appreciate like the, the numbers and the statistics that it gives. But yeah, 4.5. I like the numbers and the, the statistics. It's just hearing all that. The names of it is kind of a real bore, right? See, even Walt, Walt Matt, should I get you a pillow and blanket? Yeah. Yeah, that's the part that bores the hell out of us. Man, if we were in high school, I would like ditch. Like, I don't give a shit about this teacher. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. Dang, rebel without a cause. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I'm not really a bad guy. I know. He's not. He's super studious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, Waltman gave it a four. L gave it a four and a half. I, this, first of all, L's never given anything over a three and a half, I think. So, her going a four and a half was amazing. Is that true? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is the first episode, I think. And I don't know if it's, I'm ever going to do this again. But I gave this one a five. Wow. Dang. Well, let me tell you why I gave it a five. It was a UFO. Seen it twice, mm. the aerial phenomenon, and then they recorded it mixed with the cattle acting strange, mixed with the basement, even though they didn't follow up, like you said, well, man, but all those factors to me were like, man, this is a, the best episode so far of this series. I agree. Yeah. Same here. I'm all hoping right. it just gets better from here. I am too. Hopefully it's not the midway point where you reach the climax and then the rest is just kind of downhill. I'm hoping it's not like that. All right. Question for our listeners. Could there be an interdimensional or transdimensional portal that exists somewhere on the property? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. And before we sign off, I want to give a quick shout out to another podcast pal, a remote one, should I say, and that is Partners and Crime. I listened to your Halloween special, and I got to tell you, I knew some of the history of Halloween, but it was really amazing, and I want to tell you I enjoyed it. Thank you for the shout out. Yes, I also listened to their episode, the one about Madame Lalaurie in New Orleans. Super interesting. A lot of facts that I had no idea about. And I look forward to listening to more because I learn a lot. And I started listening from the first episode because I can't wait to listen for more. And I really love it too. You guys did a good job. Love it. We appreciate that podcast. Thank you again, Partners in Crime. We look forward to hearing more of your content. And one last time, I appreciate the shout out to the Unexplained With You world. So it's come to an end, my podcast pals. And remember, your life starts and ends with you. Until next time, on behalf of my podcast pals, Waltman and L, I'm Yuman. That's a wrap. Ding, 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 ding.